Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Driving More Show here on New Zealand Sports Radio. And I can promise you we are not a burner account. We are the real deal and we'll be here the whole time. Uh, and you can have a chat with me if you want to have a chat with me at Driving Mall on the old Twitter. Uh, and uh, obviously, you can get in touch with us via our Facebook page as well, New Zealand Sport Radio. So um, do do that, folks. Don't forget, we're here at 8 p.m. every single Tuesday with the Driving Mall Show, or you can catch it as a podcast on the uh, on your old favorite podcatchers, as such, New Zealand Sport Radio. And joining me this evening, um, I've got Sir Stephen Harris. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, very good. Thank you, Paul. Always a privilege and a pleasure to be on, um, I'll call it the PDM. Call it what, sorry? I'll call it the PDM. The Paul PDM? Paul Driving Mall. Paul Driving Mall. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if people want to get in touch with you, Stephen, how do they do that? Oh, they can get a hold of me on my uh, uh, Twitter handle, which is uh, Stephen <clears throat> underscore 73. Something like that. I mean, so Stephen, Stephen H. Seventy three underscore seventy three. Anyway, um, whatever. What? Somewhere, somewhere like that. <laughs> that's what he does. He does it for all the connections, folks. That's why he does. It. He doesn't, doesn't like me actually. He does it purely to grow his Twitter profile and his social media presence. <laughs> that's what. Uh, that, that's why Stephen does this. Um, to me. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Some of the stuff we'll talk about this evening is um, Tonga versus the uh, Cook Islands with the Rugby World Cup qualifier. We've got South Africa versus the Lions uh, and also Razzie's um, social media um, videos that he's been putting up. There's been a bit of Farrah Palmer Cup. Um, RTS is uh, heading back or is headed back already, maybe to New Zealand um, early uh, to be uh, due to the old uh, COVID uh, immigration stuff. Uh, we've got some, um, we'll, have, we'll, we'll see if we'll have a chat about some NPC stuff and uh, as we are talking, the Olympic Sevens quarterfinals are taking place um, as well. So lots and uh, lots to uh, chat about this evening, Stephen. Um, and then, so have you been catching much of the uh, Olympic Sevens? <clears throat> yeah, a little, <clears throat> excuse me, Paul, a little bit uh, on and off. I uh, caught up with the highlights of uh, New Zealand's um, victory over their uh, trans-Tasman neighbours, <clears throat> excuse me, earlier today, which is 
put them uh, from what I believe on the right side of the draw. And when I mean the right side of the draw, uh, avoiding both South Africa and uh, Fiji from what I understand. But I'm saying that um, you should not underestimate the teams that are on your side of the draw. But I think New Zealand take on uh, Canada in their quarterfinal uh, game this evening, or in fact, while the show is on, Paul, I'm pretty sure we can get that inform- pull that uh, information off the internet. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the uh, the all the uh, all black sevens will be taken on Canada at uh, eight thirty p.m. Um, at nine o'clock. Uh, that's the, all this is New Zealand time, folks. Nine p.m. Great Britain will be taking on the USA, um, followed at nine thirty by South Africa, or the Blitz Blocks against um, Argentina, and then uh, the final quarterfinal is uh, Fiji versus Australia at ten p.m. this evening. So um, very good uh, on that one. Um, and uh, already we've had uh, uh, Ireland beat South Korea 31-0 in their um, in sort of, I guess, the bowl or the plate um, uh, semi-final. So they will either face Kenya or Japan in that ninth, tenth playoff um, in that one. So, uh, yes, Aaron just confirming the uh, the timing of um, of that one. So, yes, so that's how uh, that's how the, the Olympics are going. Um uh, obviously, uh, uh, New Zealand came through undefeated from their games, even if it was close. Um, with uh, with Australia, only 12-14 was the, the margin in that one in the end after Australia had lost <coughs> to Argentina earlier in the uh, tournament. Um, Argentina going through, obviously, against as well. So three teams from that group through. Uh, Team GB, which obviously me with my England jersey up there, I'm interested in, if I can get my, my finger right, Um Won their first two games without, without conceding any points at all, um, but then lost to Fiji in their final group stage game, um, and hence now up against the uh, USA. So uh, that all takes place today. Uh, tomorrow, um, we'll have the uh, quarterfinals um, and um, also the semifinals and the final uh, from uh, for, for, for that. Uh, and then the women's competition kicks off on a Wednesday. Aaron's got uh, gold, um, Fiji down as favourites of gold. Uh, and uh, I think that will be a lot of people's uh, decision. But um, looking online at the, um, oh, I've gone blank as to the algorithm's name now. Um, but one of the uh, one of the uh, algorithmic prediction engines has got uh, New Zealand down uh, as uh, favourites to win the Olympic gold. So, wow. um, wow. so I do think it is really between New Zealand and um, uh, and also the the, uh, the other one, so I've gone blank with now. Um, but uh, yes, um, oh wow, look at this thing, um, uh, Stephen. You've got some you've got some fans in the live chat there. Craig says uh, you're a good radio commentator. Um, remember him from years back. Nine nine percent sure it's not mistaken identity. Correct, Stephen used to do the uh, um, radio sport commentary for Northland in the NPC, uh, and also. As a regular uh, dial-in to uh, to to various shows on that uh, on that station. <coughs> yeah, may have been guilty as charged. <laughs> so, uh, yep, great. You, you've got you've got the right guy. Um, but uh, now I'm coming up in his footsteps as, as a commentator as I, as I did the Northern uh, Club Finals with him last weekend, the other weekend. So there we go. I'll I'll, I'll usurp him. Um, if uh, as long as long as there aren't too many island names, because then he's I'm just, jump, he's just jumping on my shirt tails, Craig. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what you know, it's who you know. Um, 
And uh, Simon, uh, good to see you in the live chat um, as well there. And uh, yeah, congratulations to Uruguay and Chile who are into the next round of the uh, Rugby World Cup qualifiers. Um, Uruguay will play the um, winners of uh, Canada versus the USA, uh, apparently. So um, all fun and games over there. Uh, looks, looks like the USA, by the way, looking at November internationals, is they will not be touring this November. They'll be playing their World Cup qualifiers um, and then they'll also be hosting the All Blacks in Chicago before playing Ireland in Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. There we go. Um, so, uh, Stephen, what do you think of uh, the All Blacks heading over to Chicago to play the USA uh, in that <clears throat> time? Oh, definitely all about the cash, I suppose. But, Paul, uh, yeah, I, I mean to say I'm, I'm not overly excited about it, to, to, to be brutally honest, because as, as probably a, in terms of a competitive uh, game of rugby, that it probably won't be. Um, yeah, primar primarily about uh, money in that particular market. No, absolutely. What side do you think will send that uh, will be sending, or Steve Hansen will be sending? Do you think he'll do a fifty-two uh, man squad like he did um, when they went up to play Japan and send a totally different squad, or do you think it will be a uh, it'll be a, a, a semi-first choice squad? Well, for one, I don't think Steve Hansen's involved anymore. Oh, sorry, <coughs> um, but uh, um, yeah, Ian Fo Fozzie, yeah, Ian Foster, yeah, uh, Fozzie Bear. Yeah, I mean to say he's already stated that he's trying to. Uh, create some depth. I would be very, very surprised if he sends his strongest uh, com combination up there. I mean, to say his his leading players. Well, depending on where COVID, <clears throat> excuse me, takes us, uh, should have played a lot of rugby by then. If they haven't been, you know, if there is no sort of a lot of Test rugby on the schedule, they'll probably be playing a bit of NPC. I would imagine. So for me, I'll be a little bit surprised. If he sends a full strength team up there, I think he'll probably send maybe something similar to a um, probably players probably twenty to twenty to forty up there. I'm picking. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, yeah, it's interesting. If, if see, we'll see if some players do do fly straight to Europe like they did, uh, or, uh, and um, and not be there at all, uh, or whether they'll or whether they'll all go on mass to the USA. I, I would think that you'd send some straight to Europe. Even if it's purely for a COVID um, mitigation reason, to avoid to 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 reduce the chances of your of uh, sort of not being allowed in as a squad into the country and actually having a full team available. So, well, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how um, Foster uses that game. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see an entire shadow squad of um, of players going, or maybe something like five or six players that would fly on to Europe if. Um, as squad members and not available and not playing that first game would be my kind of gut feel as to how he'll do it, but we'll have to wait and see uh, how that all pans out um, on that one, um, especially after the way the USA lost to both um, England and Ireland in this uh, recent window as well over in, uh, uh, over in Europe. Um, just a quick update at half time between uh, Kenya and Japan. It's 14 7, folks, those watching live. Obviously, if you're on the podcast, you'll know the result already. But there we go. Or watching back to the to the video. <laughs> the, um, the, uh, and uh, Simon knows um, Stephen hasn't got a job with sport, the Sports Entertainment Network yet, uh, unfortunately. Um, or actually, fortunately for me, because he wouldn't be allowed to be, he wouldn't be able to be on here. Then he'd be, uh, he'd be, 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 be kind of uh, uh, barred from doing other work at a, at a guess. <laughs> 
but there we go um let's have a quick chat about the the npc squads then um because uh, nocturnal rights has brought it up in the chat he says Look, i walked past the otago squad down at logan park today um interesting at the level the players don't seem to have the same um as well as interesting at this level it means the players don't have the same muscle mass as super rugby level um, they still look like big men to me um well let's let's watch these the npc teams are made up of um, the super rugby players who were who are not playing internationals so i mean players like i mean ethan de groot for example will be turning out for southland um uh, for, uh, as, as a um, and he was playing for the All Blacks not um, not that long ago. Uh, then there'll be players, and the rest of the players are made up of club players who um, who are not full time rugby players. Essentially, they'll have set, they'll have other jobs as well. And so, unsurprisingly, um, I wouldn't. Uh, it's uh, that people will have um, that they won't be the same. They won't have the same amount of time to condition, do they, Stephen? Oh, very much so. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that just for the, the sake of nocturnal rights. If you if you look at the Highlander squad, and I won't go through all of all of all of the squad, but they pretty much, if they wanted to, they could pretty much pick a super super rugby backline. Um, just to give you an example, Kane Hamilton, Josh Yuani, Thomas Umanga Jensen, Jensen Seal Topkinson, Jonah Nariki, um, Freedom Vahakalo, and Sam Gilbert. Um, just to give you a few ideas of who they can pick, and just in terms of depth, of course, they've bought the likes. They've bought back the likes of. Um, um, Matt Faddis, who's, who's come back from playing overseas and also picked up the very promising, exciting Ray New from Southland. Um, of course, in the case of uh, <clears throat> a Southland, the Southland team still hasn't been named at the stage. Obviously, Dale McLeod's still trying to fill some gaps at this very late stage, and that's after a few guys have obviously defected to uh, other unions, the likes of Selby Rickett earlier in the year, but of course He's had a lot of bad luck in and around his uh, his props. Pays not to be a prop in Southland rugby at the moment, uh, Paul, because uh, you tend to get injured. Yeah, look, I mean, we were talk- so um, I mean, just guess my point is over the years, bulk has been increasing with diets, etc. Absolutely, it has, um, and uh, there isn't the same variation in body size as there used to be, and uh, as as you do see in the uh, the Farrah Palmer Cup, but um, the um, Looking at the uh, the Otago squad, as you say, what you mean, as a front row, you've got Ainsley and, and Bauer there, um, Liam Coltman. Uh, then in the locks, you could uh, have um, Josh Dixon um, with probably Will Tucker. Um, then Lenchies, um, Dylan Nell, uh, and and Slade McNabb. So, so perhaps two 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 players in that in that, in that uh, starting pack wouldn't be um, Super Rugby. Uh, and then in the back line, as you say, an entire you can have an entire back line of Super Rugby players um, or full-time professional players. With Fadders being not really, uh, he is a Super Rugby player, but let's be honest, not not this year. Um, so, um, and you've got to think that's you know, that, that Otago side is in the Championship as well. It's not even in the Premiership. <laughs> it's still um, so. I mean, some of the squads are really stacked this season, aren't they? Oh, <clears throat> very very much so. It's, it, it's interesting that we started sort of in the, in, in the South Island, the, you know, the likes of, uh, I look at those loose forwards as well. You know, guys like Slade McDowell, Lynchies, they've, they've been around for a while. There's a few new names there, but uh, Dylan now very experienced player. But one player I'm very keen to see is Sean Withy. He was one of the standout players at the uh, 2021 under-20s uh, 
uh, tournament this year for the Highlander Highlanders. Um, he, he's a young player with a really really big future. So uh, I, you know, I'd like to I'd like to think um, I'd I'd like to think uh, with with their squad they can sort of implement some of these young guys into the team uh, during the season. But uh, man, in terms of championship, they got a squad there that could challenge a few. Uh, uh, premiership teams, Paul, but uh, I'd probably almost have them on paper as maybe the favourites for the uh, championship. Um, I'm just looking through the, the, the teams and the championships to run through those. I mean, County Manukau, Manawatu, North Harbour, Northland, Otago, Southland and Taranaki. Uh, and yeah, you've got to say Otago will be up there. Uh, Manawatu um, have been um, have, 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 have gone shopping um, to a certain degree. It's going to be interesting to see how they go. They've not named um, their side yet, but I think the big loss, I think Jamie Booth is out for the season for Manawatu, which will be a massive loss for them um, in there. So uh, to, uh, a North Harbour um, would be a, a team that, um, uh, that, that, that again, um, I don't think they, I don't know they have, they have named theirs, but I mean, with players like, um, uh, um, Hall and Gatlin, they've got a good a good, um, good halfbacks, but then you've got problems in like the midfield in the fact that they've got um, only got three midfielders mentioned, named uh, and their outside backs again. Five of those are um, are, in, are in red on the old on the old wiki, which means that they've not got their own wiki page. Um, just gives you an idea that those are all basically rookies. So it, it looks like a pretty much a, a rookie back line for the for North Harbour this year. Oh. Yeah, it, it, it is. Actually, it's probably good that we actually uh, uh, stay with the likes of North Harbour, maybe because the team, all the, the, I don't know whether it's happened by hook or by crook, but all the teams we've mentioned so far are all the championship teams. So we may as well stay in the, in the championship pool. So, so good, so good thinking. Um, just, in, just in terms of North Harbour, they had a run against uh, Northland up in Kaitaia on the, uh, on the weekend and, uh, and had a, a very convincing win by 43. Uh, points to 17, although you can't probably take too much out of uh, pre-season games. Northland weren't exactly um, fielding a, a full-strength side up in the far north. I think they're probably looking more to uh, more to this this weekend. But uh, just looking at their squad, yeah, that, 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 that midfield, a lot of you guys in the midfield, I mean, to say the likes of James Little, he's been with the <clears throat> he's been with Harbour for the last couple of seasons, but uh, new names, Henry uh, Taifu and Fini Anissi uh, are certainly new names to me, although they've got a lot of excitement on the uh, on the uh, in the outside backs and uh, you know any backline that's got Sean Stevenson at the back, but <clears throat> a lot of um, quick stepping guys like Thomas Ayuki and also Kate Banks is a, is a newcomer who's come down from Mahurangi to Takapuna this year and looks an exciting uh, player, quite a small player, but he can play wing and fullback and of course Moses Leo who plays. Uh, Played for the news. He was part of the New Zealand Seven system um, earlier in the year. Is I'm picking. He's going to be one player to watch in the uh, NPC. He marked up on Rennie really Ranger on the weekend, and he gave Ranger plenty of problems with his uh, outside pace. And um, first five were well, Bryn Gatlin. As long as I think if they can keep Bryn, Bryn fit, um, but he's also they've also got a good uh, deputy in Jack Hyten. Uh, Jack Hyten was in the Blues, unbelievably back in. When was it? I think it was 2019. So he hasn't been spotted spotted since then. He was one of these play, young players that was uh, that was pretty much picked up uh, uh, by the Blues, and I thought they were, but really nothing eventuated. And of course, at halfback, 
Um, not too sure about the other two halfbacks they had there. They see a hello um, from the, uh, looks like the Takapuna Club. And uh, so you'll see Ningi who plays for uh, Western United. Um, yeah, pretty much new to this level of rugby. So I can probably see somebody like Bryn Hall spending a lot of time, uh, a lot of game time uh, during uh, most of Harbour's games, especially against championship sides, I reckon, Paul. Yeah, but I think also the, the, that, that pack as well. Okay, Carl Twenty Cathy is going to be going to be away, so um, they've got uh, Mafaleo. But then again, it starts getting a bit um, uh, a bit thinner prop. Um, again, in the locks, Jacob Pierce, Sioni, Seleafeo. Uh, again, starting to get a bit thin there. They've only got three locks listed amongst those loose forwards. Dylan Hunt's injured. That's massive for them. Murphy Taramai's there, but again, you look after that. You look after him. After him, you're looking around going, there's not much. Um, so, yeah, it's a pretty yeah. – that platform isn't going to be so great. So, yeah, you got to say, Otago looking – so there's the strongest out of um, out of those out of, out of those teams. Um, Turner writes, there's a gap in the NPC is really between the Premiership top four and the rest. Well, that's interesting because I'm not really sure who you think the top four are, Nocturnal, in this one, because um, obviously – Canterbury's in there with 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 an absolutely stacked team, um, in uh, in this one. Um, the uh, obviously they've they've, they've signed um, Naholo, even though Naholo was playing in the Otago um, club competition. Uh, he came out and said that he offered he talked around to a few teams, but no one wanted him, or perhaps had space in their sides for him at the time. Um, but um, so you add him into there, you then add Jack Debrasini in there as well. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> not only do these guys have already players like um, Oliver Yeager, Daniel Leonard-Brown, um, Conan O'Donnell, Timothy uh, Williams. So they're going to bring off super rugby players off the bench <laughs> there in the props. Um, you've got I mean, players like I mean, Luke, Luke Romano, uh, Mitchell Dunshay. Again, uh, then you've got Cullen Grace. Um, uh, Tom Christie, unfortunately, is injured. Uh, but again, Look, they, they they are going to be there or thereabouts. Um, they they are looking like the team to beat um, straight away mm. on 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 this one. Um, clearly, the I mean Tasman, the uh, rain, uh, champions from the last two years, um, will be again uh, a, 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 a very good squad. Players like I mean Blackadder's in there. Finley Christie actually Finley Christie's missing because he'll obviously be with the um, uh, with the All Blacks as injury cover initially. Um, but um, Lester Faranuku's still with them. Mark Talea, we know he scores a whole bunch of uh, tries. Nankerville, um, um, Mitchell Hunt, uh, Perry, Perry Parkinson, Quinton Strange. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, they've got quality throughout, so they're going to be there. Auckland is an interesting one. They've not named their squad as yet, I don't believe. Um, but... Uh, We've definitely seen a number of defections already. We've also, also and also changing coaching staff. So there's definitely some unrest in there, and it'll be a, be a bit of change. Sure, Auckland have been in the final uh, the last three years, I think it is. Um, yeah. So uh, winning it as well once. So um, those are three teams you'd expect to be powerhouses. Um, but then you've got when you, you think about sort of Wellington, also a traditional powerhouse at this level. Um, again, they've not named their side yet. Uh, but they'll have players like Wes Houston, Julian Surveyor, um, Jackson Garden Bashup, you'd expect still to be there. Uh, I'm not sure if Vince Arso will still be there, whether he's gone overseas already. Um, 
but um, via Fafito again, another player that may be there or go overseas. But again, they'll be they'll, they'll 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 again be asking questions, and that's that's what you consider to be a top four teams. But then you got player teams like Bay of Plenty, um, who are recent challenges at this level, uh, and having made the playoffs last year, what have they gone and done? Well, they've gone and added players um, like Sean Wainui, um from Taranaki. Uh, in there, um, Manakai Solby Ricketts being added to the squad as well. Um, so uh, I'm not sure where this top four is. Cause I think Bay of Plenty, you'd have to put in that top four oh, I, as, I, as, as being a strong side. I, I think so, Paul. I, I know the TAB's got them at uh, $8, I think it is, which I found, you know, in Auckland are at four fifty, which I find really, really strange. Um no offence, but we haven't seen an Auckland team named. Some of their better players have, have left Auckland. They probably won't have their All Blacks available a lot of the time. You know, if you look through that that um, that Bay of Plenty Steamers squad, Jeepers, they've, um, you know, not, not just the players that they've picked up, but also some of, some of the really, really promising players um, that they've actually got running around. Like, for example, for example Cohen, uh, Cohen Herbert is a... Uh, a New Zealand uh, under, I think he's a New Zealand under 20s, New Zealand secondary schools open side flanker with a really, really big repu- reputation. So, man, I'll I tell you what. Um, oh, Fetu Douglas really as well. He wasn't there last season. So, Fetu Douglas is, yeah. oh. is, is now a steamer. Um. <laughs> exactly. Fetu Maramara uh, Douglas. Um, also, Tavita Mafilio. Um, I can't re- recall him being with the Bay of Plenty steamers this year. Obviously, the man from the Hurricane. So, I look through their squad, and yeah, lot of lot of depth, lot of lot of names that we we know. Obviously, probably the only what All Black I'm really looking at is probably Sam Kane, but he probably won't be running around. It's debatable whether he'll be running around for the All Blacks this year. Maybe, maybe not. I say um, at this at this stage, but you know, and of course, a lot of good Super Rugby experience, Paul. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I mean, Sam Kane won't, won't be available because he's injured. Um, so yeah, I can't see him be, being there. But yeah, you look through the rest of that list and you go, "Yep, yeah, that's pretty much all um, that will be there." I mean, Kurt Eklund had a good season, but uh, he's clearly fifth or sixth choice by the All Blacks at, at hooker now um, at the moment. Um, the I guess the, the only problem is potentially in midfield. Um, there are some question marks there as to as to what, but um, but they played Chase Tiatia in there. And quite happily, Sean Wainui can quite is quite happy to play at twelve, uh, thirteen, sorry, at this level as well. So, um, yeah, uh, I, 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 no, 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 no problems for, for Paul, the base. That's five teams Paul, that are competitive. Paul, um, I was going to say there's there's, there's there's a real interesting selection in that Bay of Plenty uh, steamers to me, and it's the um, <clears throat> uh, Queensland Red Reds uh, loose forward. He normally plays either either six or eight, probably mostly six. Angus Scott Young. Is oh, wow, yes. Bay of Plenty Steamer squad, so that's a, a real interesting selection to me. But it also says to me how Bay of Plenty are, are, are you know, they were semi finalists last year, they would probably want to go one step better. Yep, yeah, I mean, Waikato uh, haven't announced their squad, but they have announced tonight um, that Liam Messam has re signed, so he's 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 available again. Um, and uh, and then finally, the other team that's that's in there is Hawks Bay, who haven't again they haven't announced their their, their squad yet, um, but um, sure they'll be missing Brad Weber, Fakatava's injured, so they'll have a bit, a bit of an issue potentially around scrum half. Um, but uh, this is a team that again has 
been together for, for a long time. Uh, uh, well, a lot of these players come through school together. Um, so there's a lot of good players here. Uh, again, they're Ramfurly shield holders. So I, I don't see a top, I don't see a top four within that premiership. I think the premiership is going to be competitive from top to bottom this year. Um, I don't see one of those teams uh, going winless in the same way that we've seen teams go in the last couple of seasons and, and, and get dropped out. So that, Whoever gets um, relegated is I mean, Hawks Bay will go in as favourites to be relegated because they got promoted last year, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a real tough um, premiership um, this year um, as well. Yeah, I, um, I go, I, I go along with that. I, I, and I think the other thing with Hawks Bay, <clears throat> I'm not 100 percent sure whether they've named their squad, but I haven't. They haven't bought too many players in. From what I've seen, it looks from what I can see. I think they've gone local. They've got got the odd. They've bought in the odd player from the outside, but I, I think a real big loss for them is going to be for Lau Fakatava, who was uh, outstanding for them in, in, in twenty twenty. Paul. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, apparently, Sam Kane is hoping to come back for um, Bay of Plenty and then the All Blacks. Well, yes, um, I'd expect Sam Kane, perhaps also um, uh, Goodhue, Jack Goodhue as well, uh, if they get back. That to play a couple of um, NPC games uh, to, to get themselves up to speed before going straight back into the All Blacks. But um, Angus Scott Young, as you say, um, uh, and one of these Nocturnal Rights says, is a player who wants to make the Wallabies. Um, so good idea to come over here. Because look, there's, with the NRC now not existing in Australia, there's no rugby in Australia for them to play and to develop their game. Uh, and they're not the only ones, are they? Because I think there's, I think you were talking about someone over from um, uh, the Waratahs uh, um, has, has come over as well. To play some NPC. Um, uh, it helps you not muted, Stephen. That actually helps as well. Yeah. Um, well, hope, hopefully the player that's come over is not muted. But uh, yeah, Sam Kidd, who turned out for the uh, uh, war, the uh, Waratahs in uh, in Super Rugby this year, has uh, uh, signed with Northland for the 2021 season. So uh, just currently in uh, MIQ, from what I believe, at the minute. But uh, might be available for Northland's uh, first first up game, or probably be joining the squad. So uh, uh, once again, I can probably tell you a little bit about Northland this year. Probably much of the much of the same team that they had in uh, in two thousand and twenty. They have brought in the very promising Rivers Rayhana, who was with Waikato uh, oh. last last year, and um, yeah, they've, they've certainly bolstered their their pack in terms of. Uh, in, in terms of size, um, 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 in, especially in the in the in the front in the front row, Kali um, Opasi Uri Lapeka from uh, Wellington, the New Zealand under under twenties uh, uh, tight head prop has uh, has gone north. So they're lucky that they've uh, they've picked up Kali uh, um, uh, uh, Opasi from Wellington. Also, uh, the number eight who went to Northland last year. That's uh, Isalili Manu, who's the younger brother of Paulie Asimani. Went up to North, probably not in the best condition in 2020, but is in much better condition this year. And uh, just looking through the rest of their pack, also the one player that they actually have uh, picked from outside the union, and um, and really that was it was probably more of a precaution at the time, uh, just in terms of that they want to keep their locking stocks high. And of course, Josh Goodhue's taken a few knocks this year, and uh, they have signed. Um, um, Liam Halamims from uh, Auckland, who was part of their modern team cup squad, but uh, pretty much going through the the rest of the backline, pretty much the same backline that they had in twenty twenty one with a couple of um, sort of young younger additions into the side. Um, 
probably for the probably for the Northland Tanifa, their strength is definitely going to be uh, in their forwards. And of course, I shouldn't forget Kara Pryor returning um, from playing MRL rugby for New York. Yeah, and just one that um, for New York because they're still in the actually no, they're just going to be they've just been knocked out because um, they've made it to the semi-finals from memory. Um, but some. Um, Rizz Rehana, that's a really interesting one. I guess that's why um, why Sky Fiani is no longer um, getting a look in, uh, and uh, it's probably a replacement for him. But uh, yeah, Rizz Rehana, that's going to be a really good inter- really good one. He can play fifteen as well as ten, uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they do. Uh, yeah, as you say, a guy, someone that I know because he's a white because he's a Waikato boy, uh, and someone I've seen seen play play for them quite a bit. Um, the um, Simon Hughes makes a, a, a good point here uh, that. Um, the uh, how about uh, how about the Cook Islands joining the NPC uh, after their game against um, Tonga? And yeah, that would be a good idea. I guess the problem here is going to be the that um, that team is uh, is very much amateur players. Um, and uh, with that note in mind, let's have a quick listen or hear from um, the uh, the fly half Reese Joyce, who I had a chat with um, straight after the uh, the, the game. Um, and uh, I've not tested this. So hopefully this works, folks. Uh, but um, this was my chat with, um, uh, with, with Joyce. We are after the World Cup qualifier between Tonga uh, and uh, the Cook Islands with Reese Joyce. Um, so how have you, uh, obviously, a, a good start to the game. You guys really uh, came out firing from the sheds and uh, got yourselves 3-0 up. Yeah, um, we, we had a process that to try and kick the ball and keep it behind them and just play in their half. Um, we did come away with points nice and early, which um, got the tails up. But um, as Tonga is, they're a dominant team and yeah, they proceeded to um, get through. Yeah, no, absolutely. The, the scrum time really was uh, um, was very powerful from them. And I feel sorry for your, for your front five, you I think they're going to be sore tomorrow morning. Um, but how has the, uh, the sort of last three weeks been, uh, sort of have, having that time together um, as a squad, uh, to obviously, and to have a number of games uh, as, as a team. Yeah, well, um, well, first of all, like you said, um, the scrums were very dominant from um, the Tongan team. That's what um, we're expecting. Um, I'm not too sure how sore the bodies will be as I'm not in the scrums, but I'm definitely sure there will be some bumps and bruises. <laughs> um, in terms of being in camp with the boys, yes, we did have a few runs and whatnot, but um, well, what can I say? Um, for a small nation that just got thrown together, um, I'm very proud of all the boys and the efforts that they put through. I'm, I'm sure everyone else around is very proud of us as well. So yeah. No, absolutely. Look, you've got family written on on, on, on your arm. There, it is. It is about family, isn't it? As you say, it is a small nation. You're 53rd in the world. It would have been a massive upset for you guys to, to go through. Let's be honest. But uh, to to, have, to to do it for your family and to have someone like uh, Lima, I guess, to, to help help coach you guys as well and seeing him come back with family, it does show this has been a real big family thing for the uh, for the Cook Islands. Yeah, well, like you said, um, family is well, one of the things that we base this um, camp on, just trying to stay tight and whatnot. Um, Lima bringing the experience that he did, and he's brought three of his brothers with him. Um, that just goes to show um, that there's a lot of heart, talent, and yeah, family is something that wins the crowd. So, yeah. Now, so, uh, and it's, it's been great to see family in the crowd, all the babies, and, uh, and it has been a great family atmosphere for this game. So. Sorry that uh, you came up short, but um, well done for, for showing the heart and spirit out there. And uh, thank you so much for putting on a great show for us. Nah, no worries. Uh, yeah, like I said, thanks to all the support and all the families. I um, hope we've done them proud. And cheers, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you've done them. You've done them well proud. Cheers. 
And uh, so, yeah, so as, as he said in that, I guess w w one of the comments in there is that he said, this team has been thrown together, um, which gives you an idea as to how often these guys get to play together, which is pretty much next to never. Um, uh, Lima Sopwang, he's, uh, he's turned up and brought his three brothers. Um, now, that's <laughs> that's like 10% of the team that <laughs> suddenly turned up from nowhere um, and been added to, um, to, to, the, to the squad. So, look, this is a... Um, to, to, to expect to, for the Cook Islands to put, put together a team for the MPC would be a massive stretch. Putting a team together for three weeks, once a year, is very different to put, uh, and, and maybe once or twice um, for, for other games, um, is, is one thing. Putting together a team for 12 weeks, which is what you have to do for the, or well, 12, well, it's 10 weeks of regular season, two weeks of, um, of finals. You need, you need three or four weeks at least of um, pre-season so you're looking at a 14 to 16 week uh, campaign, and I think uh, that kind of uh, that 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 would be a massive ask um, for the uh, Cook Islands uh, without some serious investment from World Rugby, etc. Stephen. Oh, totally. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A great form of the few. You think about the attrition rate that even your minor team cup teams have uh, during the season when they have to basically call on resources from either their, their development squads or, you know, uh, wider, wider training squads that they actually that they have within 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 their group, um, boy, to ask a, a team like the Cook Islands, who have got absolutely nowhere nowhere near the, the depth as uh, so some of these minor team cup sides. I mean, to say, give you an example, there were a couple of uh, um, uh, players from uh, you know a couple of players who were um, uh, from North Northern uh, O'Neill Rong, who was um, who was um, a lock from uh, from Kiri Kiri. I mean, to say. He's probably, to be brutally honest, he would probably make the Northland development side wider training squad. But Trevor Rudolph, who was playing uh, uh, the boy Rudolph, who was playing fullback, he probably, uh, mate, he probably wouldn't get anywhere near the development squad. And I, listen, I mean that very respectfully, Paul. But it's just the level of rugby that they play. I, 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 you're quite right. We'll the Cook Islands do play in a Pacifica tournament, but I, I say that's their, that's probably the, the only time they get to meet, they get to play each year. So in that Pacifica tournament, they'll probably play five or six games, or well, maybe well, if not, if, if that, um, um, a year. Uh, so look, the this is a the, 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 to, to get three weeks together like they've had here, playing Tasman, the New Zealand under twenties, um, and then uh, and then Tonga uh, is is a level of a level of play that they just never see. 
Um, so, look, it's fantastic. As, as I said on, on the interview, they gave a good account of themselves. They showed lots of spirit. It was great. They, they definitely did not let their families down at all. Um, and, and it was wonderful. But they, they were up against it. Um, and, uh, yeah, but, um, but you're quite right. The NPC would be a fantastic way of growing the sport, of, 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 of them, as someone has said here, um, I'm sure the other NPC sides would love a, uh, a, a boys' trip away to, to Rarotonga um, <laughs> during the season as well. And, and, and you know, Paul, maybe, maybe maybe even trying to integrate some of these these guys into uh, trying to integrate some of these guys into into Heartland Rugby. You know, um, yep. Uh, you know, just 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 to give them a, a, a reasonable uh, level 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 of experience or an opportunity to get better to be be in a squad situation. Because I mean, to say, um, you know, some of these Heartland teams aren't too bad. They aren't they aren't totally easy beats. Um, as as far as I'm concerned, true. But I think having a team, having a, a Cook Islands team in the in in the NPC as a team would be really useful for them playing together, etc. And that's um, and if one or two of the players could uh, yeah, be in other teams, that'd be fine. But um, I, I, I think it would be it would be a fantastic move for them. I just can't see it actually happening, to be honest with you. Um, just uh, then, also, let's just. Uh, it was very interesting. It was interesting to have a chat with the uh, the Tonga national coach after the um, the game um, because he talked to us. Is Stephen watching air raid bombers? Now, I think he's probably watching the sevens game. I guess on his TV. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and I can, uh, I can I can I can update you. New Zealand had just scored before halftime, and uh, they're leading by nineteen points to nil with the conversion to come, which is. Out in front of the stick, so it should be converted. So it should be twenty-one points to nil. Um, so um, the because uh, the, the the tone of his uh, interview after this game was very different to when I talked to him after the first Samoa Tonga game, um, and uh, very different to what was being reported in the news as well in the week prior about player availability and all that kind of stuff. So um, let's have a listen to the uh, the Tonga national coach um, after. The uh, uh, after this game. Yeah, relieved. Um, you know, you just don't know about those games, and you know, first ten minutes they put up a really, really good fight. Um, we knew if we kept the pressure on, we could finally break them, and we thought probably just after half time we you know, we'd probably start to feel a little bit comfortable, but. Um, to all their credit, um, you know, we understand the challenges they go through, so we've, we've been there. Um, yeah, we're very happy to be relieved. And uh, I get early on, perhaps uh, showed the fact that you can only play, you had sort of nine players from last week, a lot of changes, uh, a bit disjointed, taking a bit of a while to settle in. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realise it was that many. Um, we, we were we were in a bit of a panic in the middle of the week. Um, we were looking for players, but um, we had the core group there. I mean, we, we had four injuries, uh, five injuries, and, and for whatever other reasons, in the one kind of position in the back row. So that's probably why there's two new caps in the back row today, and then two came off the bench. So um, although on, on, the, on the positive side, um, you know, building depth, and we had a chance to look look at them at, at, at a test standard level. And you got, as you say, building, but also that combination. Particularly the front five at scrum time were really powerful tonight. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're talking about probably <laughs> tight head Ben Tamafuna is probably, you know, 
was at the best of his, uh, in the best of that position at one time. Yep. Um, he's still pretty good, uh, playing his trade over in France. So, um, and then you have Silla come on, who's who's been very good for us all year. Yeah. The the front three is a bit of a um, um, a positive for us. Yeah, absolutely. I know. So I guess next step is going to be up against a uh, uh, well, an Asian qualifier. Uh, are you concerned yet about sort of getting players available for that? And when that when that game might be? I haven't really ever thought about it. Um, I, I've heard that it's Hong Kong. Don't know where where that game will be, but it'll sink in over the next couple of weeks. I think. Okay, so just yeah, working with World Rugby and with other people to try and just make sure it's all as many players as possible are available. Yeah, I mean that, that helps us. Uh, we'll try and yeah, we'll try and get our best squad. Yeah, from now on in, I think without any of these COVID restrictions, we'll, we should be able to have access to our best team, best players. This is asked, what, what do you take away from an international window like this for yourself as a coach? Having all these rotating players, and new players coming through. Uh, it, it's any time we spend together, um, it's fantastic. You know, we, we get. We only come together twice a year for around four weeks. Um, whereas those Tier One nations, you know, they're they're together months and months. So um, the more time we spend together, the better. Great. Thank you very much for your time and congratulations on the uh, on, on the, the win. Yeah, thank you. No, no, we're very like I said, very relieved. So as you can hear the RNZ, the uh, lady there say she's stoked about the win at the end there. Um, the um, but. Oh look, the the other two clearly, yeah, they, they, they we had an agreement that basically the, the Radio New Zealand they would open it up with to, so I didn't have any issues uh embarrassing myself or embarrassing people about pronunciations of names. Uh, and then they basically yes, it was Paul, yeah, off you go, and then we'll just um we'll 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 just chip in when we if at the end. So um the I, I guess look, I went there asking I, I basically put it out there for him to say yes, we need rugby, World Rugby's help to get players. And he didn't take that, he didn't take the, the opportunity, which I was a bit surprised at, and seemed to lay the door more, lay, lay, the, lay the ball more at the door of COVID than of access to players, which I thought was a bit of a surprise there um, with that one. But um, hey, maybe maybe, uh, he, maybe he feels comfortable. I don't know. I, I, I had read somewhere that they had, um, even before the tournament, they had identified... Uh, something along the lines of 25 props um, of Tom and descent, but um, none of them were interested. So it just shows you that, yeah, even 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 basically getting access to not just players but quality players is difficult. Yeah, no, exactly. And I say I went out there. I I I thought um, I'd given the opportunity to 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 publicly say yes, please, World Rugby, help us. And he didn't take it, which I was a bit surprised at. Um, so uh, interesting there, as you say, they went through 20-odd. Uh, they, they ended up um, calling up a 40-year-old um, prop in uh, Sona uh, Tuamalolo. Um, and um, did, I, did I butcher that one or did I do okay, Steve? No, you did, no, you did, no, you did right. You did well. Um, and uh, you can catch my interview with him. It's that, That's on um, uh, that, that's on, uh, on on Facebook. Sorry, he's 39. He's not 40 until, until November. Jeez, I'm, 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 dissing the fella. Um, but, um, yeah, he, he was great to have a chat with, um, after the game. Uh, and, um, and, and yeah, he stepped up. Um, I did point out to him that, uh, that he ruined his record because before this game, um, he was, uh, 20 games with 20 points. Um, and that by playing this game and not scoring, 
he's now 21 games with 20 points. So he has got less, <laughs> he's got more games than points. Um, so, um, so yes, it'll be, uh, um, but he, yeah, he was, he was gracious with his time as well. Uh, Simon reckons that the game between Tonga and the Asian qualifier will be played in July next year. I heard it was going to be played in January, which is what, which is why I was really concerned about player release. So we'll see as to when that is actually played um, with that one. But um, look, that, that that to me was one of the most enjoyable games I've watched in a long time between um, between Tonga and uh, and the Cook Islands. I really enjoyed that one. Um, I know we've been up in uh, up at North up in Northland in, uh, in 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 the the radio box up there. I've been in FMG Stadium a couple of a couple of times with the Chiefs, but walking back into Navigation Home Stadium uh, into that press box, it kind of it did feel like okay. Yeah, you kind of you kind of back home, Paul. This is you're back in the uh, it's it, this is NPC time is back. Um, fun fun times. It's because it's not the best stadium in the world by a long way. <laughs> um, as uh, as one of them said, yeah, it, it's kind of cute. Yeah, it's no, it, it's um. No, look, what, what what you're trying to say is it's a time warp. You're going. Oh, absolutely! It's a massive, it's a massive time, time warp. warp. That's what you're saying. Um, <laughs> But it's a comfy time warp. It's like that old jumper that fits nicely. Um, <laughs> I never, um, oh, navigation home stadium, old jumper. I'll remember that. <laughs> the old jumper, yeah. And, and, and as, as, as Steve will know, in, in our internal chat, I, I've been talking about getting my, buying myself a, a portable um, second monitor uh, because navigation home stadium, they, they, they have a cafe rage tube TV um, as the, as, as the second, as, as the, uh, uh, and there's no big screen at the stadium. So if you want to see a replay, that's your only way. Uh, and it is um, fuzzy to say the very least. So thank you to all my Patreons and, and supporters of New Zealand Sport Radio, um, because you're the only reason I can afford, I can potentially afford it to buy this um, second screen that allow me to see replays at the game. Otherwise, you're trying to do it uh, without replays, which is very difficult, as Stephen yeah, will yeah. know. Um, and if you want to become a supporter, um, I've put it on the the ticker at the bottom of the, the bottom of the screen there. Um, Patreon.com forward slash NZ Sport Radio for those who listen to the podcast. Um, so yeah, so congratulations, Tonga, um, and well done uh, to um, Cook Islands. It was an enjoyable game, but they, they were always up against it. It was never going to happen. Um, the um, oh, Simon says uh, the uh, the Tonga coach is currently being paid by World Rugby. You're, you're very hard to criticise the organisation. Oh. Well, there is that true. <laughs> Um, we'll have to wait and uh, we'll, uh, wait and see. But um, there's interesting criticizing this and, and, and asking for help. And I, and I wasn't asking him to criticize them. I was asking him to ask for help. I was trying to put it out there that he'd ask for help. I try and put my questions in a positive light. I don't try and do them at negative or, or, or go fishing generally. Um, but this was one where I this was one where I just thought I'd put that out there to see if he would um, ask for help, basically. Uh, but he didn't. Um, what other things have we? Oh, yes, Razzie, dearie me, what is he up to? Um, the um, if he did look so, right? So, there's folks who, who, who aren't on Twitter, there's a Twitter account, um, that, that, that's that's been up, and there's apparently been around. Uh, Squid Rugby has looked into this and said it's been around since the uh, since Razzie. And um, I've gone blank. What's the uh, the name of the um, South African head coach? 
at the moment, it's not. I was going to say Razzy Erasmus, but no, you're, you're right. He's uh, he's the director of rugby now. Um, uh, so Jack, Jack's neighbour. So Jack's neighbour is the um, is the uh, is the head coach now. When they were at um, at Munster, this new um, uh, Twitter account opened up, which um, which called um, which is basically a mixture of their two names. Um, and uh, this weekend or, or this week, uh, it came up with a high definition video with circles around incidents where South African players were in, were, were 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 calls that went against South Africa. Um, and um, the uh, uh, and, and you're looking at that and you're like, well, hang on, that's the kind of stuff that Razzie's done in the past for um, Farrell in his England jersey um, shoulder tackles. Uh, against South African players now, uh, and to me, what he's doing here is he's just undermining referees by putting videos out there like that. Everyone knows that this is an account that uh, that Razzie um, and Jacques run. This is not an account that um, this is not a separate person. Uh, the, the quality of video, the quality of editing, shows you that this is a that that that's, um, and the fact that it's done in the exact same way as two videos. That, um, that 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 Razzie's put out before, it's a no-brainer that it's Razzie that's doing it, mm. or it's his, or he's got his um, video analyst to put it together for him um, and put it out there. Uh, to me, he's, un he's just undermining referees. Um, now, uh, other social media pundits have said, "Hey, it's a bit of fun. Uh, he's having a laugh." Stephen, where, where where do you sit on this one? Oh, <clears throat> listen, I, I personally think he's just planting seeds at. At the minute, Paul, um, um, and, and basically, basically hoping he, he can basically gain support um, with officials, or and and maybe just put those plants in the mind for the next official that goes out there um, for for stuff for stuff to watch. I, I mean, to say, as we all know, something happens in in every game of uh, of rugby. Uh, that happens and speaking of every game that rugby that happens there's about a minute to go and Canada have just scored its 21 points to 10 uh, to New Zealand may not have enough time the Canadians but uh, they've been all over New Zealand in the last two or three minutes um, yeah I find it a bit annoying to be to be honest Paul yeah look I I honestly look we've, we've we've had head coaches for years come out in the press and go oh their players always drilling in and all this kind of stuff and, and just saying things in the press to get in the mind or, or, or to raise awareness of issues that they want the referee to um, to look at. Now, to me, uh, as Nocturnal writes, South Africa being trespassed against, of course they wouldn't do it themselves to others. Absolutely. Um, if he'd pulled out and it was a balanced one, showing the stuff that, uh, that had been missed, the recalls that went South Africa's way, then okay, cool. But just the, the, the fact that it's so one-sided uh, I say I think it's it, it's it's opening up um, the uh, abuse for referees as well by saying, look, referees get it wrong, aren't they awful? Um, I'd love to see him put together a video showing when all his players have made mistakes. That'd be fantastic um, because let's be honest, players make make a lot of a lot of them. Um, the I was going um, to say, thing, sorry? I was say Ressi must have spent some time with. Um, with Graham Henry, if we can think back to 2007 after the All Blacks got knocked out of the uh, Rugby World Cup, the uh, 
um, the former All Black coach put on an hour presentation with the New Zealand Rugby Union, outlining all the <laughs> all the referees' misdemeanours during uh, eighty minutes of rugby. So whatever he did, he obviously convinced that uh, New Zealand Rugby Union board at the time that he was still the man to uh, to take the All Blacks forwards. <laughs> but that's the, that's pretty much a I, sign. But uh, and there's, I, the, there's, I, there's I a difference. There's a difference doing it to 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 your boss and showing them why things went wrong, and doing it in public. Right, and that's to me. It's the in public bit that I don't, that I don't like. And um, by the way, uh, New Zealand has beaten Canada twenty one ten to progress to the semi finals of the uh, Olympics. Um, and the next game up is uh, Great Britain against the USA in uh, about five minutes. Um, uh, not too much makes, makes the point. Maybe South Africa should play with ball in hand a little more instead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, yeah. the way that uh, the back four. Uh, you normally say back three, but back four. If you add Am in there, just didn't see the ball was just was 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 horrible. Um, so yeah, I, I look. I, I think it's bringing the game to disrepute. I think it's it's a bad thing for him to do, um, and uh, it, I think it's sad that he's doing it. I'm not sure there's much more to say about that. Um, as far as the test series go, fantastic. The Lions won. Um, I think one of the things that's going to be interesting um, that is that um, they are um, is that, that, that unlike normal series, South Africa are going to improve uh, during this series because they've had several rugby together. They've been disrupted by COVID. Um, we're not just going to see one team improving, which is what the British and Irish Lions normally do. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see how the rest of this series goes. Uh, obviously, uh, for the series, a lot of people, uh, the neutral wants uh, the, the uh, South Africa to win the second game. Uh, so, so, so it goes into a decider. From a personal point of view, um, where's my Lions jersey? Oh, it's, <laughs> it's there, front and centre. Um, I'm, I'm all for a, a, a sweep by the British and Irish Lions, so hopefully they, uh, um, they get the win. Uh, uh, I, I don't expect to see many changes from either side uh, and, and, and it uh, should hopefully be a cracking game we'll be live straight after the game with post-match reaction this weekend at um, what will be 6 o'clock in the morning after a 4am kickoff. that'll be fun here's a, here's a question for, for you Paul I know sometimes when you go to places like like Europe and, and South Africa the, the home ground advantage and, and especially the crowds the crowds that are there is is a huge advantage. Is is that an advantage that South Africa are missing out on? Uh, yes, but I think it's also something that, that players will be used to now because they've been they've been living with it for twelve months or eighteen months. Whereas previously, I think it would be a, a big difference um, on this one. Um, I'm just going to take a quick break. Um, I don't know if you want to continue chatting or whether we wrap things up here. Um, do so. I hand over to you to actually have it. Do you want to have a quick chat about? Uh, um, the Olympic Sevens and how it's been going? Um, yes, uh, no, I, I will. I'm just popping the uh, battery on because I've noticed my battery's gone down. Yeah, good evening, everybody. While we, while the show's been on, I've just been watching the uh, the uh, Sevens or the first game of the quarterfinal Sevens, and of course the uh, the um, New Zealand team, the New Zealand Sevens team, came through and uh, beat Canada by uh, uh, 21 points to uh, 10, I think it was, and that was after they led by 21 points to nil at half time. They found the Canadians. Uh, bit of a hard uh, combination to break down uh, during this particular game and um, ended up doing quite a bit of defending in the uh, second half, especially the sick, the, 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 sorry, beg your pardon, the fourth quarter of the uh, of that sort of uh, second second half between minute three and minute seven, but uh, obviously had just done enough to uh, uh, take out the, uh, the victory in uh, the seven, so it'll be interesting uh, to watch uh, some of these games that are, is on uh, this evening over 
in uh, uh, Tokyo. But uh, it's something I, I want to also touch on um, just with regards to that uh, British Lions and uh, South Africa series that we have, uh, uh, or the first test that we watched uh, on, the, on the weekend. Uh, listen, uh, at the end of the day, I think um, rugby is a, is a game of, of, of little moments. I kind of think back to the, the kick ahead where the TMO basically uh, found that maybe Willie, Willie LaRue um, may or may not have been offside. So there were just sort of little moments in that game. But I've, I think I've got to say, at the end of the day, I, I personally think the better side won. And um, and that was just based on a, on a really good second half performance. Uh, Paul, good good game management. And of course, boy, um, spot on goal kicking as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, um, it sounds like you've been talking about the uh, British Life Lions game. I thought you were going to talk about the Sevens at uh, the Olympics, but never mind. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. It's uh, it's a good game. But I think we should probably finish off um, by talking about... Um, well, actually, one thing we didn't mention, RTS. Well, RTS first, before Farrah Palmer Cup. Um, yeah. Uh, coming, uh, leaving the Warriors early, um, travelling back to New Zealand this week. Now, the reason he's doing this um, is because the travel uh, is being closed between um, Australia to New Zealand for the next eight weeks. And that if you come back, you have to go through quarantine. But if you come back within the seven days from certain areas, uh, which I guess he is, he's in one of those, then you can come back without having to go through quarantine. So he's come back early um, and has been released by the Warriors, uh, been allowed to do that. Look, the Warriors season is over. Um, they've really had a, they, they've, they've on, they're on a five or six game losing streak. Don't forget to join the standoff show tomorrow evening at 8 p.m. Well, I'll take you through all of that. And they'll obviously talk about RTS leaving. Um, but so, so yes, yeah, so he's come back to, to get to basically um, avoid uh, as he's got seven day, a seven day window to get back before before MIQ fits um, is enforced. Um, where do you, I guess where do you see him playing for Auckland to start off with? And uh, do you think he should go straight into the side? Um, I, I suppose it'll it'll depend on a lot of things. How he, we haven't even seen that Auckland squad named it, named at this stage, so it's hard to know who they're going to have at second five because. That's the position that I'm, I'm hearing that they're going to basically run it, and I'm sure they'll give them an opportunity at at some stage um, to run in that midfield midfield position. But I think initially, I think they'll actually push him out to the wing. I just got to quickly say on social network, he, he copped a little bit about um, deserting a sinking ship. Um, but to be brutally honest, my comment to that, well, I think that ship's been taking in water for a very long, long time, <laughs> Paul. And unfortunately, some of the some of the some of the players on deck um, quite haven't been um, exactly uh, helping to bail that water out of, or patch the ship up, uh, should I say, or ride the, ride the ship. So, uh, and I, I think the writing's on the wall. I think the Warriors organisation uh, realised that um, realised that they're pretty much out of the running as well. So, um, listen, I, I give the Warriors organisation a lot of credit for actually letting him go. And, he, and to me, he's not deserting. The ship at all, he doesn't, uh, you know. If anything, that club probably owe him owes him more than he actually owes that particular uh, particular club, and it just makes sense. Also, given uh, our lockdown conditions at the moment, hey, let's let's the ship is right beside the Titanic. The Titanic. So yeah, also, yeah, the ship is right beside the Titanic. Uh, just uh, off 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 uh, track. off track, but there was a fantastic tweet. Um, that showed that, that apparently they're, they're looking at rebuilding, a, building a replica of the Titanic and sailing it 
And uh, Leonardo DiCaprio replied going, I'm not getting on that ship or something similar to those lines, which is fantastic. Yeah, that's, um, that's, 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 that's tempting fight. Now, look, I think if, if the Warriors had been in contention for playoff, for the playoffs, then him jumping out at this point would be abandoning ship because, but if, as a, they're not even, I mean, what's there left to play for? So to me, from that point of view, um, I, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, there's nothing left to play for. No big deal. Uh, if they had been within within finals contention, then he, then he should have gone. Um, as Aaron says, from one sinking ship to another with Auckland rugby. Uh, well, yes, maybe. It's... Um, you can see why he's come to Auckland Rugby and, and, and the Blues, right? It's uh, again, they're one of the few teams, they're one of the few franchises that can afford him. Um, and it's been made clear that uh, there is outside investment paying for him to to, to do this. He, this is not all, not all the money for this is coming from New Zealand Rugby. Um, some individual investors have gone. We would like to see him play rugby union. We're going to foot up the, foot up some money for this. Um, so there's some rich, rich individuals who want to do this, uh, and um, Doctor Turner Wright says. Um, uh, he will be great, but do we really need him playing rugby rather than league? It's not about whether we need him to or not. It's about whether it's about what does he want to try and do, right? If he wants to give it a go, then then let him give it a go. Uh, absolutely. So um, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I, I don't see him as a winger or a fullback. Um, I, I do think he is yeah in in the centre somewhere, whether it's twelve or thirteen. Uh, at the moment, New Zealand rugby is stacked at thirteen for the All Blacks, so twelve seems like a really sensible jersey to go for um, at the moment I think it's probably one of the jerseys uh, one, one of the few jerseys in the back line that um, or, or probably the jersey in the back line has got the, 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 the least or the shallowest depth um, in it when you from, from my point of view you think Anson Leonard Brown Good Hugh um, Rico Iwani are all 13s not 12s and you're looking okay um, David Avili is a 15 he's not a 12 I'm not sure there's one natural 12 at the moment who has played rugby for the All Blacks. So um, not, from that probably, point of view... Pro, pro, probably not since Ryan Crotty. Yeah. Well, Ryan Crotty, um, Sam Williams. Um, yeah, those two have been the last 12s mm-hmm. that have been available for for, um, for the All Blacks. Now, sure, Ryan Crotty played 13 sometimes as well as 12, but I'm saying yeah, he's probably the last one. So... Um, the, so yes, yeah, so, so there really is a, a, a an opportunity there for somebody to be a, to be a twelve. So it'll be interesting to see if he does it or not. Um, so yeah, so good luck to him. But we've seen with Benji Marshall, we've seen with with uh, that the Auckland Rugby has got issues, as you said, with 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 the number of players who are leaving. There's something wrong in the back in, in going on with, in, the, in the back office um, off off the pitch. The Blues are not great at developing players historically let's be blunt so if you wanted to be successful i'm not sure it's the best place to go but it's where the money is and that and, and that's where he's that's where we'll be paid to go so yep um so the Farrah palmer cup has started last weekend i was at one of those games um to watch um uh county's manicow versus bay of plenty uh, and uh, you can see the interview, post-match interviews with uh, with players um, on the New Zealand Sport Radio Facebook page. But just uh, quickly, um, so in, in that game, um, uh, Bay of Plenty came back to, uh, sorry, Counties Manukau, um came back 
uh, to win the game 21-13 against Bay of Plenty. Um, so far, the, your early pace setters are Auckland with the two wins from their two games, as well as Canterbury, unsurprisingly. But Waikato did push Canterbury close um, last weekend. Those two are going to be there or thereabouts at the top of the table. Paul, Paul, I was going to say the pleasing thing for me, looking through the score lines. Uh, I know last year we saw a lot of one-sided score lines, but gee, we had three games on the weekend that could have gone relatively either way. Tasman, uh, Tasman North Harbour, of course, that was the first game taken out by North Harbour. North Harbour, listen, I watched a bit of the Canterbury-Waikato game. 24-17 uh, was the final score, but you know what? Waikato had their chances. Um, listen, great game through the middle from... Uh, from um, oh, uh, Chelsea Alley, um, mm. boy, she's a she's a class class footballer, a very uh, class midfielder, and a lot of her attacks attacks were sort of spiked around her. But uh, they had their opportunities against uh, uh, Canterbury, and it was kind of a repeat of that final last year. I watched the Northland Cowdy Hawks Bay Tui game, and of course the uh, Cowdy came back from fifteen twenty six down at halftime, and and once they got their offloading game. Uh, going and um, a lot of their attacks once again centering around Crystal Murray, who was like a runaway train in the middle of the paddock, uh, getting offloads offloads away. And once they got their game together, they probably uh, ran over a tiring uh, Hawks Bay Tui team. Saw a little bit of the uh, Manawatu Cycles game over uh, Taranaki Fior, uh, 48-5, too, too far too good in that game. And might be a bit early to call it, but probably in that championship division, maybe Northland Kauri and Manawatu Cycles, who meet this Saturday. And I'm going to be up in Whangarei and hopefully get some after-match interviews for next Tuesday's show. Um, yeah, that'll give us a, a bit of an idea who's who's the favourite to take out the uh, championship division, Paul. Yeah, I think, look, we're, now we're back to Premiership, Championship rather than North-South. We shouldn't get the same big blowouts that we got in some of those games last year. Um but you look at the Premiership already. Auckland and Canterbury um, are setting down, are setting the early pace, and they'll be there or thereabouts. Um, already, Otago and Bay of Plenty both look like um, they're going to be in trouble down, uh, uh, fighting it out for for relegation if there is relegation. Uh, similarly, in the Championship, uh, you say Manawatu and Northland, uh, the two I think two sides to beat, and you say facing this facing each other this weekend is a. Um, is going to be a big, uh, it's a big guide as to who who's going to be uh, top there. But I expect those two to both be in the final at the end of it. To be honest with you, Harbour got the win uh, at the weekend over Tasman, um, but only by three points. And Tasman know they lose all their players. They're a very young side because they don't have a university, and so they all go down to Can they all go down to Canterbury. Uh, so it's a very young side that they have there. Um, so I yeah I, I'd expect uh, I, I think we'll see we're. Uh, we're seeing some early form already that, yeah, the Storm, Auckland and Canterbury will be uh, Premiership favourites. Uh, Targo and um, Bay of Plenty um, are going to struggle in that in that top division, um, especially with Otago. Uh, sorry, with, with um, Bay of Plenty. Remember last year, um, all the Sevens players were available. Um, and obviously, um, uh, I was going to say Tyra, but no, wrong place. Um, uh, what do I mean? Where, where, where do Bay of Plenty play? They play in Rotorua and they play in Tauranga. Tauranga is the home of Sevens, um, and hence, obviously, they had a number of Sevens players available to them. Um, and then in the Championship, we say Manawatu and Northland top there. Um, I hope to, well, I'll see if I can make the um, uh, the Bay of Plenty versus Waikato game uh, this weekend. 
but I do have my daughters with me and I'm not sure they're going to enjoy getting dragged out to rugby ground um, for the afternoon. But uh, let's see um, how that one goes. Um, but I think that wraps things up for Stephen. Yep, it, it, it certainly does. I'll, I'll be up in uh, Fomaray this uh, Saturday. I'll be up, um, not too sure if we're live streaming the pre-season game between North and Auckland, but I will basically see if I can get some interviews for that particular game. Also, um, East Coast and Arctic. Wait, 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 wait. When he says we, he means North and Rugby Union, um, yep. North and Rugby um, Facebook yes. page, not, uh, not New Zealand Sport Radio Facebook page. Yes, yes. And of course, the Northland... Um, Development squad uh, playing uh, Nati Pro East Coast, and that's basically a return game from last year when uh, the Northern Development Squad went down to Tokyo. Had a great time down there. I'm pretty sure they'll find the hospitality up at Seminole Stadium just as uh, good as it was last year. And of course, uh, the last of that triple header is the game between the Kauri and the Cycles, Cyclo- Cyclones, not the Cycles, but the Cyclones. Cyclones. God, <laughs> fabulous. Um, Thank you, um, everybody, uh, for joining us in the um, live chat. Just one thing here. Um, so there's just one criticism about the TV coverage of the women's after women's competition, and they need to stagger the time for the games. It doesn't help splitting the audience up. Well, yes, but uh, I, think they, I think the reality is that this is still a, um, a participation uh, and uh, attending get, uh, um, tournament rather than a TV audience tournament at the moment, and they just need to grow it. Um, and by putting all the games on TV, at least they're going to. At least it's a step in the right direction um, for that. Don't forget the MPC will be having games on at the same time this year. Two games at the same time, which uh, makes things a little bit harder um, for some of us. So yes, um, GB um, currently uh, in trouble against the USA in the Olympic sevens, um, trailing twenty-one seven in wow. that one. Um, USA, uh, yeah, serious, serious side with players like. Um, Carlin Isles uh, and um, Perry Baker, obviously. Stephen, thank you very much. Don't forget, tomorrow evening, it's the standoff show at 8pm to talk all your league action and RTS leaving. And uh, we'll be back for post-match reaction to the Lions game on Sunday morning. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.